0: All right, three seconds left. Final play of the game. Let's go, Vikings. Right in Mo- Maniano.
1: No pass rush.
0: Clifford, a tackle would have been... You don't have timeout. Yes, wow. last drive, Vikes. Let's Was he go. going backwards? Three, two, snap. Roswell-Sperger pass. Throws the end zone. Drops it. Yes! Vikings win. Vikings win. Steven makes that tackle. Game's over. Wow. Get ready to join the conversation, win or lose, victory or agonizing defeat, disappointment or glory, climbing the pocket is here. What a game, what a game, yes Matthew, right on cue, ah oh, I don't know if my heart can take this, God, this is crazy. Ryan's joining in the house, switching windows again. Boom, boom. Hey, we got a double flip. Flip loves this. Flips never look so good. (laughs) And Flip's caught up. W, baby. (laughs) All right, here's Ryan. Ryan, tell us about it. You're in the stadium.
1: Dave, you're muted. I can't Let's hear
0: go. nobody. You can't hear me. I can get the win, baby. We won. Let's go. Yes, Barry. It should have never been like this. And now we have Matt Freeze. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing? Am I still muted, Flip? Making a picture here uh, real quick. There we go. Am I?
2: Am I? Can you hear me? Yes, I can Hit hear man. you. Can you hear me? Oh, no, that was Xavier
0: Woods. You okay? Yeah, right. I can hear you. Good. Wow. We got this. Vikings win 36-20. What well, was it? 36-28. Six God. Yep. We led by 29 at half.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's Harry unbelievable. unbelievable. man! bunch of
1: them like, all out to win the game. I'm, I, I'm so tired of this. <laughs> Do and everybody else. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what to say.
0: You and everybody else. Harrison Smith saved the game. Jim Milansky, welcome back. What a little F did we watch. We watched what the NFL wants us to watch, a most competitive game to where we come down to another one-score game for the 13th game of our season, or I should say 12th game. Oh, that's crazy! Yes, Wayne, we are still going to fire Zimmer. Don't worry about that.
2: I mean, I—it's not going to happen after this game. I, no, I, and it don't I don't, happen don't think at the end of the that season. would have happened in any circumstance until the end of the season. I don't. I just don't think that's how the Wolves roll. Like the Childress year, they didn't do it. Did they do it the Leslie Frazier year either?
0: No, they waited to the end of the season. They only did yeah. it with Childress because he was. Uh, yeah. He, uh, because of
2: the, uh, I'm cutting Randy Moss thing right. or whatever.
0: Behind their backs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm in, boys. So, You're in. So,
0: How
2: yeah, about that? I mean, every every Vikings win this season has felt like a loss. Um, and every Vikings loss has felt like a win at some point, you know. Yes.
1: So,
2: well, let's go like,
1: with it. The Minnesota Vikings win 36 to 28 on Thursday night football against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Home game at US Bank Stadium. The Vikings go up 23 to nothing after the first half, going into halftime. They go up 29 to nothing in the third quarter before letting Pittsburgh score all of those points. A deep strike to K.J. Osborne ends up being huge at the end of, mm-hmm. of the game there. And then they hold on for dear life, fight off two Kirk Cousins interceptions, God. and win on a last second incomplete pass forced by the hitman Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. Matt, give me your highlight from this game. Uh, Jeez, okay.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I have whiplash right now, right? It's it's just like the highlight of the game, I guess. Let's go with the K.J. Osborne touchdown. That's what ultimately won okay. us the game, right? You got a deep shot, play action, deep shot. K.J. Osborne, great play deep. Um, Really, really awesome. Uh, I guess the next one I would say is the offensive lines blocking in the first half, or the Steelers Was defense refusal awesome. to play defense in the first half. I, it was one of the two, but
0: yeah, well, yeah. And, uh, you, you saw holes big enough that I could run through. Oh my goodness! I mean, it was. And a I don't know play. where their
2: linebackers were because I mean, he like I saw the stat. He didn't get touched. His he was averaging like nine yards before contact in the first half. Into like, the first half, and he got there through was the line of scrimmage. Eleven and there was
0: yards before contact. According, eleven. To him. I'm sorry,
2: eleven yards before contact.
0: That's I, I amazing. This. I shorted us. Uh,
1: Dave. Bill, Dave, give me your highlight of the game.
0: Five. I love that dead air. Five. Five. Five sacks today. They had it (laughs) dialed up. You had. Big guys' sacks. You had little guys' sacks. You had sacks across the defensive line. You had sacks everywhere. Zimmer's defense was dialed up in the first half. Second half, that's a different story. They didn't get it quite as much. But five sacks today. That was my highlight of the game. I like it.
1: I like it. Yeah, there was just so much to... To like about that early scoring spree, it felt like we were actually going to be able to lay back in the second half. And then, like typical Vikings football, things got weird. So, Dave, I'm going to go to you now and ask, what was your low light from this game? There's a lot of fans with a lot of strong opinions in the comments. We love having you all for the post-game show, but now Dave's going to tell us what his low light is.
0: Well. Obviously, Kirk Cousins was not on tonight. He threw 14 for 31 and with two interceptions. Uh, not that you could blame all those interceptions on him, but his timing seemed off. If Imagine if Kirk was on tonight, if Justin Jefferson had caught those two touchdown passes that went off his fingers. Um, this could have been that sort of blowout and there wasn't a chance. But my low light is we let them come back. We got within one score. Why? 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 We had a four-score lead, four-possession lead, and we let them come back. Yeah,
1: real real tough. And Kirk, you know, I I don't think overall he had the best game, but he also had – some amazing throws and accurate throws and clutch throws, not just the Mm -hmm. drop pass to Justin Jefferson in the end zone, not just the Osborne touchdown, but the Dalvin Cook uh, third down conversion there was a laser right over the linebacker's shoulder. Um, Some of the other passes to KJ Osborne were just exceptional. And yeah, you know, Overall, again, not a strong performance from Kirk. He was probably carried by the run game and the rest of the team.
0: We're going to but he did
1: just enough. Fans are asking Ooh. if we should fire Mike Zimmer. He Matt, what fired. is your low light? Matt, what's your low light from this game? One, Matt. Well, okay,
2: so my low light from the game uh, would be... and Oh, here I am. Okay, excellent. <laughs> um, my low light from the game would be... The, I I and guess the it's, it's got to be folks. the Boyd penalty, right? The Boyd taunting yeah. penalty, where you make a play and it gets the re, the rug gets swept out from under you, right? And it's it's a self inflicted penalty. I mean, Boyd's done it to himself a couple times this year, and then you end up getting you know just the cascade of things after that.
0: There we go. Just, inter-
1: interrupting Matt it's Anderson in Nash fun. Vegas. All right,
0: there he goes. Drops it. Oh, well.
1: Is he back out already?
0: I think he is. I'm not hearing anything. He's showing up there. He froze.
1: (laughs) He he might just not have the internet. (laughs) You see, now I'm going to disagree with you. The Boyd, uh, Boyd played well today, and a lot of those Steelers catches were contested. I think the penalties being way overrated by us fans, the defense was rolling at that point. And it's been a frustrating season. The players got to play with emotion. They got to get that energy out. It's much better to see the defense play with emotion to mm-hmm. the point where they're drawing a penalty than it is to see whatever they did against the Detroit Lions last Sunday. So I'm if, if our team can't recover from a if, – if you're going to blame one penalty for 28 points of second-half defense, I just can't agree with that. I mean,
2: if if like if I could pick like ten plays, I mean there there are ten plays that are probably of similar importance, right? But if I'm just going yeah. for for the single low light, right? Like in that 28 points, I guess that's the biggest negative to me. But there are like again ten other negative plays in that in that sequence that you could go for, right? Breeland slipping and falling, mm-hmm. letting up the touchdown, the dancer oh, uh, pass interference call, the a couple of them really and honestly, like uh, those contested catches, you know, the two of them where our guys had the hands in there and the Steelers yeah. receivers caught the ball through them, where it was like a simultaneous catch. I can't really blame the corners on those plays all that much, right? Because that that's just strong hands by the by the Steelers guys, mm-hmm. right? Like you, they were in perfect coverage. There's just nothing you can do about that, really. Um, the guy just makes a better yeah. play. Uh but like, you know, it's just a it's just a avalanche of things. The Najee Harris run on third down, right? And that was on that first drive. And, you know, they got that. They got a contested catch the, with where the guy had his hand in there. Uh, I think it was Boy- I think that was the one over Boyd, right? Where it was simultaneous. And then Boyd had the yeah. penalty like two plays later. So
1: just that's right. <laughs> Mr. Javolansky is right. You got to give the receivers credit. Kudos. Sometimes you got to give credit for what the Steelers did, part with with that partial comeback. And I see our man Freddie Hall. He's ready to win out the rest of the season. He's <laughs> forgiven me for my rudeness on Sunday show. Show, Mr. Hall. Great to see you back. My low light. It's got to be the kicker. I like. I I know that it was early on in the game, but that is just. It's such a wet blanket moment to be missing those kicks early, and you know yeah. honestly we got lucky that they missed some kicks as well. There is a lot of heat on the defense right now in the comments. Anthony Barr, uh, it, it, you know the the cornerbacks Xavier Woods dropping some interceptions. So just, I guess my general question, and Matt, we'll start with you, is where does the team go from here we're 6 and 7 13 games into the season uh 4 games left and 12 of the 13 games have been one score games so matt yeah. what are just what are your expectations for the rest of the year well uh wait how many four more games left right?
2: right so Four more or three more one-score games. I, I don't think we're going to get out of the heart attack final drive of the game like at all this season. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and you wonder team, why we drink? You know, it's not it's not a situation where we're firing Mike Zimmer after this win, right? This team still is going to believe on their end that they are able to compete for a playoff spot. And with the seventh playoff spot and the weakness in the rest of the NFC, like that's still a legitimate possibility, right? I'm not throwing that possibility out the window. Um, the team is not good enough to compete in the playoffs, right? I think there's a class of the NFC and the Vikings aren't in it. Um, we will be competitive with any team we play, but eventually For a our half. shenanigans, <laughs> our, our shenanigans are going to catch up with us, right? Like it'll be another one score game and maybe we'll win one of them. But the second one, we're either going to get the doors blown off or we're going to lose a one score game, right? So right. I, I don't have a whole lot of hope on in, from that perspective, right? But uh they right. they just are going to keep keep going. Like I don't think much is going to change. Nothing's changed all season. Like we've been talking about this for literally the entire season, right? It's and we've played the same game week after week after week. I don't think anything changes.
0: Well, and I Dave. said I said last night on a pregame show, it's like a VHS tape where we stick it in and then it hits rewind and it zip <laughs> And we get the same thing again. Same thing again. What's the highlight? Who's your player in the game tonight?
1: Uh, Dalvin Cook. You know, I I, I don't think... I I get the Dalvin Cook answer. I think the run blocking was phenomenal. I can't put that all on him. I think... I'm ready to rest Dalvin. I'm ready to play that guy every other game. Let me say that, because those legs were <laughs> – he was fresh. a road runner out there, okay? Yeah, he was –
0: Clifford asked earlier, uh, what were Dalvin's final stats? Dalvin's final stats were he had a 205 yards rushing, which doesn't match his all-time high, which is 210. But it is his second 200-plus-yard game, and he had 17 yards receiving on that one pass – or twenty-seven yards yep. receiving on that one yeah. pass we discussed earlier.
2: Dowling well, then flip. If, had a good game. if you like the run blocking, let's give it to the offensive line. The run blocking in particular—that's the player of the game. How about that?
1: Yeah, I, 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 my, my highlight is Clint Kubiak. Actually, I think we saw growth from him in both the run game and the pass game. A lot of those run concepts were come. We're coming off of a Justin Jefferson in motion. He was very good in how he used Justin Jefferson as a decoy throughout that game, opened things up for K.J. Osborne. And then when things got tight in the end, it's very hard to balance that that line between running the ball to turn clock and passing the ball to keep possession. And I think he did a phenomenal job. It led to some Kirk Cousins interceptions, but he did a phenomenal job of staying aggressive in that second half. So I really thought that Clint Kubiak had a low-key great night tonight.
0: I have one exception to that. We got a whole bunch of parallel passes where he was throwing down the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage, and that drove me absolutely bananas.
1: You see, see, I love those... I don't like those plays by themselves, but I like them in the grand scheme of things where you're starting to challenge the interior of the defense with run plays and with deep crosses. So what do those, what do those screens do? What do those swings do? They make the defense react horizontally and at the line of scrimmage. So it's hard for them to cover all those things at the same time over the course of a football game.
2: So, I on on Clint, a couple of things. Um, I agree with Dave a little bit because especially last week versus the Lions, too, we had issues in the screen game and with those horizontal passes, right, with wide receiver screens where they were driving on them hard. Um, that created a bit of an issue for us here as well, I think. Also, that third down interception to KJ Osborne, that's a little bit on Osborne for losing the route pretty badly and not getting open. I think it's a little bit on Clint, too, for the predictability of the, the slant flat kind of play call there because if the corner isn't knowing that that route is coming then he's not able to make that play on that ball. Yeah. Uh pretty much point Blake. I will say outside of that, you know, a lot of Kirk's struggles were his, were like accuracy issues from him which are weird, right? Mm-hmm. There were a couple of margins of error. The one on JJ, the one the interception that was to Jefferson Right. I put that on Kirk. That was tipped by the linebacker. I don't think that's on Justin Jefferson. You can't expect him to make that microscopic adjustment that he needs to make on the ball with it that close. To was his it face. only a yard away um, from his
0: hands? Yeah. No.
2: And can't. then the ball gets tipped up in the air. You get a little bit unlucky on the pick. Right. But that's on Kirk just because there wasn't enough room to fit the throw in the window as he thought there was to me. Um, yeah. But again, that's that's not really on Clint Kubiak, right? Like we were getting people open, especially all the first half, and I mean just continuing to go with the run game and continuing to gash them in the run game. You need to watch it back for the design and that sort of things. But like obviously they were doing something right, right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. right. And all those okay. crossing passes where that's Jefferson well was wide open, those were yep. brilliant calls. Absolutely well great. said,
1: well said, Dave. We've got two games against the Chicago Bears a game against the Los Angeles Rams, and a game against the Green Bay Packers left on the schedule. Are the Vikings going to make the playoffs this year?
0: Well, I'll tell you right now, they can beat anybody in the NFC. The question is, will they or will they keep it close and lose? The most likely answer, we all definitely know they're going to keep it close because we're doing this same rewind of the VHS tape over and over and over again all this season. Um, we know that's going to happen. So bank on that. And uh, but will they win out and make the playoffs? I have a hard time believing that.
1: Uh, so you're going no.
0: no. It's already decided. For all those that keep yelling, fire Mike Zimmer, fire Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is going to get fired at the end of the season. Barring well, a super. I don't super know if that's Bowl true if run, he makes the playoffs. He, barring a Super Bowl run, Mike Zimmer's gone.
1: Um, I don't think Mike Zimmer's gone if they make the playoffs.
0: No. They're just, it, and they're already talking they about they're gonna have to Spielman go four
1: and in one advisor. down the stretch.
0: Huh?
1: Okay. They're gonna they're gonna have to real, go four real quick, and one down the stretch. Uh, just,
2: just one thing in the comments, Alejandro. Zimmer yep. did bring pressure multiple times on that final drive. Um, we mugged up the line of scrimmage at least three or four times and we brought more than four guys, right? We brought five plus guys multiple times. It just didn't get home. And that's, yeah. that's kind of, and on that big play to Claypool, we brought pressure on that play and that's the risky run because you leave your guys out in man coverage on an island and Claypool went up and made a great play, but it would have been past interference anyway. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is.
1: Right. Viking Jerome in the chat. Daniel, I know it's a 50-50 call on the playoffs. That's why I'm making Dave choose yes or no. I'm going to do the same thing (laughs) to Matt. Matt, are the Vikings making the playoffs? Yes or no? Uh,
2: No. At this rate, I'd put them at 8-9, and right? Win two two of the last two, lose two of the last two. You can literally, Mm -hmm. you know flip a coin for which, one they're go- which ones they're going to win and which ones they're going to lose. Like, we lose to the Bears twice and beat the Packers and Rams. I wouldn't be shocked. But the Packers and Rams are better teams than we are, so I'm going to pick
1: us to lose those games. Wow. That Hey, that just means y'all need to enjoy this victory on a Thursday night. Mary Fisk doesn't have to work tomorrow. People are saying that there's 15 inches of snow coming down on the ground. So, at least the Vikings got us this W. We avoid getting going winless against the AFC North. And now, we got to take care of business in the NFC North. Dave, Matt, you got any closing comments?
0: Matt, you got anything?
2: Uh, the whole world is going to see what a disaster we are on next Monday night. And it's going to be awful again. So. Well, first... <laughs> What are you doing, Matt? What am I doing? Yeah. Oh, what am I doing? Oh, yeah. So, every week. Uh, check me out. Check me out on the Kindred Skulls podcast every week. Uh, it's part of the Climbing a Pocket Network. I do it with Nick Olson, who you guys might know from Twitter. If you're on Twitter, uh, our friend Greg Blake as well. Uh, we tend to drop every Thursday. We were talking about dropping this one next Wednesday because the game's a little bit earlier, but we dive deep on the tape go back and do a full review of the game, try to talk about some of the schematic things and, and a lot of that fun stuff.
0: It's a, it's a wonderful awesome. listen. I encourage everybody to do it. Do you guys do it via YouTube as well?
2: Uh, yeah, we yeah. do put it on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, search for Kindred Skulls in YouTube, you should find it. Uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, you know,
0: all those places. All the normal spots. That's it, Tell everybody... It's great, especially if you want to get into the breakdowns of plays, who's doing what. You and uh, Nick do a great job of just tearing things apart. And it's, it's a wonderful listen and watch.
2: Yeah, we don't, we don't record until we watch the All 22. So that's where we're at.
0: <laughs> now, for climbing the pocket, the rest of this weekend, we're off. Uh, this is the final show of the week. So I want everybody to stay safe, stay healthy, um, enjoy good friends, good beverages, good food as always, and what do we say, Flip?
1: Can't believe we almost blew a 29-point lead, but <laughs> Skolbikes. Hey, I'll tell you
2: what, it feels a lot better this week than it did
1: last week. It oh, does. Yes. It does. It's a step in the right direction. Skull,
0: baby my gang guys thanks for watching like subscribe and ring the bell and if you're listening on your favorite aggregator make sure you rate us and always feel free to join the conversation here at climbing the pocket skull everybody!